baby. It's just a little bit cooler right now. And we're tailgating once again. We're out on the driveway. We're only weeks away from being at the real game. We've got a fan blowing on us this time because last week's show, I was dripping sweat from my elbows. <laughs> from your elbows to your knees it and everything in between. Bad. But what are we talking about today, homeboy? We're talking about the crumbs all over your chest from your food. <laughs> Noel's over here before the show saying he's just trying to make Tansy not look fat. The crumbs on your belly are not going to help that. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Listen, you talk about having me late-term aborted at this point in my life. I can call you a fat piece of shit, right? I don't care. He without sin cast the first stone. Whatever. <laughs> well, today, we're doing our uh, second version of a conspiracy show. Now, we're going to try to stick to sports, as a lot of um, sports talk radio callers would say to their... Uh, their radio hosts a lot of times stick to sports, don't talk politics and shit, but there will be a little bit of uh, American conspiracy theories thrown in there because the thing with sports conspiracies is it's kind of black and white. Black like the Black Sox, which we will talk about. Black like the All Blacks, and also, which we'll be right? talking about. And also white like my fucking skin. But it's kind of like you either at this point know it happened or it didn't, like Barry Bonds took steroids. It was speculated and there was conspiracies around it, but come on, the guy took fucking steroids. And you know what? Quite frankly, I don't care that they took steroids, and I think they should bring steroids back. And Barry Bonds is still the greatest player in baseball history. And um, even though he cheated, he didn't do it in 1919 when the uh, good old Black Sox. Now, I say Black Sox. They were actually a team from Chicago that is still up and going. Do you know what that team is? And no, it's not the Cubs. The White Sox. Ah, look at, say, black and white. Here we go, baby. You know why? Because uh, Bo Jackson signed with the White Sox for a little while. Yeah, back in, like, what, 19-fucking-92? Uh, it, it was after the Royals, right? Yes. So you know that song by Lord? We'll never be royals, royals. Do you know the story behind that song? She's from, no. I believe, Australia, New Zealand, maybe where the All Blacks play. Somewhere out there. Okay. And um, she got a Sports Illustrated magazine that she started, like, a doctor's office or something. And it was George Brett who um, you've probably seen the video, even though you don't sports that much, of George Brett full steam ahead running out of his dugout after he got called out after a home run. He was accused of pine tar on his bat, and he mm. came out like a fucking bat out of hell. There was a, a Sports Illustrated magazine with George Brett on the cover of it and all of these reporters and the, you know, the media around him, and on his jersey it said Royals. So young little Lord, as a little girl, thought, oh, that's an American royal. And that's what led her to write a song, We'll Never Be Royals, thinking that's what American royals are like. They wear shirts that says, just in case you're wondering, I'm a royal. <laughs> kind of silly, right? But I'm kind of a big fucking deal. Yeah. That's, that's like when Tansy walks around when he goes to his concerts that he went to last week, and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Officer Tansy. Oh, yeah, this is a uh, failure to stop. This is corn, but have you ever heard of uh, Tailgate Legends show? No Drake big and deal. Bro Sports Network? And they're like, they're like, yeah, of course. They're and he's like, like, you ever hear I'll Failure to Stop? I'll never be royal, royals. <laughs> Which, that song got old real quick, by the way. But um, let's jump right into it, right? Sports let's conspiracies. Uh, the food is probably about ready, though, actually, because uh, because we're going to be acting like a whole bunch of mouth-breathing, neck-bearded <laughs> basement dwellers. What a better food than fucking Hot Pockets. <laughs> but because it's a tailgate, you don't put it in the microwave. You put it on the grill. You grill it. Now, there's so a tailgate is hack it still, because is, they're, uh, they're fucking $2 for two-pack. But is it still going to be, like, hot, each. hot all around except for right in the center? Dude, I'm, still I'm, I don't know. Like, um, 
had the grill shut for a little while. Now I've got it open. I think they're probably ready. Um, Noel, I mean, dude, I'm feeling really good right now. Is there any way you can yank those off the grill? He doesn't want to get up. <laughs> I, I've got my arm propped up on this microphone. I'm like, look good. He's doing, he's doing they the damn all too. It looks like they look they're like all em- golden brown, like, like empanadas crispy. over there. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Like a, and I I'm, can smell them. A, a hot pocket would never look that good coming out of a microwave. No, crispy. I won't even boil water in a microwave. I don't use them. Yeah, no, we got rid of our microwave for a really long time. They're awful. Uh, and they do suck. And it feels like they zap all the nutrients out of your food, which I think they do. Okay, now, you want to know? I don't know if this is true or not, but supposedly, even if you microwave your water and then you feed it to the plant, like plants don't even react Conspiracy. To it That's a conspiracy, and that goes along with the show. Because I thought that for a long time, too. I was very anti-microwave. Yeah, right? we we were anti-microwave until we heard uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's thing about It's just Neil deGrasse Tyson. But <laughs> now we uh, we brought back the well, microwave. Well, I believe we, him. We still I believe him, too. He's a lot. He's wicked smart, as they say where I come from. And all he really talked about is what it does is it and he's pl- always laughing while he's, he's great he's, he's smarter he's great. just like eh, this is, you're just dumb i'm gonna help you out here he, he's yeah. my favorite scientist i feel like that's what you do with us Noel. <laughs> Ted, there you go uh, right on cue i'm gonna go get your empanadas <laughs> go get your hot pocket empanada uh, off the grill yeah you know and again i'm not gonna be able to articulate it the way neil degrasse tyson always is able to but he basically says that what all microwave really does is it's pulling the um the liquid and the water out of the whatever it ha- you happen to be microwaving, which is why plates that Noel is handing me right now don't get hot in the microwave because there's no liquid to be pulled from it. And that's all it's doing is it's taking the, the excess liquids and water and, and pulling it out. And that's what allows it to be sort of um, a little bit warmer. So that's a conspiracy that microwaves uh, give you cancer, just like uh, Frank Zappa, I think it was. Don't watch the food cook or a baby's arm holding an apple. Anyway, we're talking. But I mean, I think this is a pretty good tailgate hack, though, is buying already made Hot Pockets. Yeah. And then you put them on the grill. Man, I lived on uh, these in college. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody's going to, you don't have to tell everybody that they're Hot Pockets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you call them know. empanadas. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Call them an empanada. Are they the pepperoni ones? What kind are they? Uh, Cheesesteak. Oh. Oh, you reach. Oh, just like uh, our friends from Philly, like Delco Dan out there. You know, which, I always watch uh, Dan Holloway on Drinking Bros. Just and, like that. With his he arm puts around. his arm out, and I always thought, I mean, that's really pompous looking. <laughs> like, oh, you're a real big, you know, podcaster. and you're. But now that I do it, like, I totally get it. Like, I'm yeah, totally I mean, into it. Like, I feel in my zone right now. Yeah. Tell, tell me more how you feel. That was that it. That's all you got. There's a reason why your family doesn't like you. And this is it right now. So when you, know you go what? back I'm, and watch I'm this, done. Done. when you go back and watch this, you'll be like, shit, dude. That's why. Well, That's why my kids well, are so learned, mad at me. What I've learned is blood isn't thicker than water. And it's not the family that you were assigned. It's the family you choose. So yeah, uh, I've been telling fuck you that family. since day one, dude. Fuck family. Anyway, that, that being said, that's not a conspiracy. That's just a matter of fact. And if you're listening, fuck you. But anyway. <laughs> God. Sorry, mom. Not not you. You're, so it's, it's, it's my like mom's good family. Pre-pubescent angst over here. When you hit puberty, you'll, you'll look back on these videos. You know, it's funny how you talk about hitting puberty, yet you're the one who doesn't have a single fucking hair on your face. No, but my balls dropped, and I'm not bitching about my cousins and my aunts. Well, I'm a late bloomer, so when my balls do drop... When I'm fucking 40, okay? I'm going to look fucking good. When you're fucking 40, you'll you have got, fucking gray hair and You do have nice shit. eyes. You do have nice eyes. And don't if you're, if you don't, Blue if you've eyes never for seen nothing. Boston Blue Eyes' 
blue eyes, you should uh, jump on the old YouTubes, hammer that like button. Mm, especially all the single gaze, broettes out there. Gaze into those eyes, if you will. Go look at that camera real quick. Just open your eyes real Give me the wide. single, Noel. Give me the single. Yeah, look right in there. Look at that. Look at all that prepubescent angst that's just <laughs> sweltering inside those pupils. Uh, it could hate, be worse, though. I hate tans. You could be like... Uh, Looks like he has load rage. <laughs> you could no, I got. I had sex last night. I'm good. <laughs> Load rage. <laughs> I did. She I was, love that. I think she was a stripper. It could be okay. worse. Uh, it, it could be worse. You could be like Sleepy Joe and just have nothing but black eyes. <laughs> Matter of fact, dude, as I, I watched Thirty Days of Night last night, uh, which is a great. Is that like zombies or some movie. shit? Uh, vampires. Oh. Um, but it's really good. It's in Alaska, and um, all the vampires have solid black eyes. And if you look at Joe Biden lately. Boy, those eyes are dark. I don't see much whiteness in there. Well, that's what happens when you're so loaded up on Adderall that you don't even know what the fuck you are. But, I mean, that's a whole different story. But honestly, as as much as I would love to hate on Joe Biden, he's it's almost like fucking hitting a little kid and doesn't even know any better, which I don't condone and I wouldn't do. But I'm just saying if I did. Um, because, I mean, he's got like nothing. He brings nothing to the table, basically. It's... Kamala that pisses me off more. I've never seen someone so disingenuous and fake in my fucking life with her cackling and oh, every, no, dude, everything she answers. Seen, have you Hillary not seen Clinton, Mayor Lightfoot? Oh, she makes she makes Ooh, me soft. Jeez, that yeah. woman. Yeah, but at least. Oh uh, my all gosh. right, fine. But I think that if um, if oh, cackling Lori if Lightfoot. cackling Kamala continues on her uh, career politician status, she could eventually be the next Hillary Clinton, which I'm sure. You know, you love Hillary Clinton just as much as... Uh, no, I mean, I'd rather see Kamala than Hillary. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. You know, Evan Hafer from Black Rifle Coffee. That was ev- a great ever episode. Heard of it with on, Joe Rogan? Uh, Joe Rogan. That was a awesome great episode. episode. Awesome episode. And they, um, he talked about putting the old coin back in the jukebox of uh, hating on Hillary Clinton. And uh, I'm with it. Why? Oh, yeah. Can you believe she actually ran for president? What the worst candidate. Only Hillary could lose to Trump. So all the people that propped Hillary up to uh, go up against Trump... And don't like Trump, can blame yourself for that because Hillary was the worst candidate ever. She was so bad that Trump could be there. I, I'd say, like, nah, you blame the DNC because it should have been sure. Bernie. It, absolutely, you're absolutely right. They yeah, rigged she, it for her. She's the one that got. She's the one that made it to where Bernie couldn't be the president. Like, yeah, probably without a doubt. Like that Pulling was that strings. was that was 100 Hillary Clinton being like that motherfucker's not running. Yeah, or I'll suicide you. And you know, I got to say the thing about Bernie, I don't necessarily. I'm not a fan necessarily, but he has been pretty consistent. He's, he's not probably, a murderer. Yeah, and he's one of the most consistent. <laughs> poli- again, we all know all politicians are cunts, but he's been consistent with you know. It seems like he actually at least wants to help, and it's you know I think some of his ideas aren't wouldn't work and a little wackadoo, but he's been pretty consistent along, you know, his sort of career politician status, but at the same time, he doesn't believe in um, rich people, and he has a big fucking mansion, so, again, they're all fucking cunts, just like Cuomo, he's a cunt, just like Ted Cruz, he's a cunt, doesn't matter if you're left or right, you're all fucking cunts. Jeez. But we know that at this point, I mean, we're all drinking bros here, we fucking know, go to the drinking bros store and buy a fucking shirt that says all politicians are cunts. But do you know who else was a cunt? I like the, my favorite one is the defund politician shirt, by the way. Yeah, I have one of those, and I also have above my big, huge TV, a big big uh, flag that says def- defund politicians. So, you know, next time uh, a blue-tailed skink is all, <laughs> is all around here, you can go see those fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry, I get distracted by the uh, the lizards. But another person who was... Um, there's, a new, a there's a new baseball team. We're going to name it the North Carolina Blue-Tailed Skinks. Oh, well, I'm sure That'd that... would be a rad logo, though. And, like, the jerseys would be dope as shit That's what they should have colors. named the Indians, the Blue-Tailed Skinks. Fuck the Guardians. That's fucking stupid as shit. 
Well, it's like they tried to make cops. They took warrior away from like cops. They weren't allowed to use like warrior training anymore. Warriors. It had to be protector training. Come out and play. Protector. You done? Protector. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, I was going to talk that, about another I, that, that um uh, the tailgate hack of the of the week, the empanada, which is really just a hot pocket that we put on a grill. <laughs> it tastes so much better. It's crispy. It's hot all the way through. It is because usually if you microwave it, it's cold in the inside. You know and I, I think mean? if I do a uh, cook off with uh, Jesse Wiseman again, I'm gonna actually unwrap some real hot pockets, and, and I'm gonna take them. Uh, and Jay Fire, I'm just gonna throw them on the grill, and that's gonna be dope. Put your fucking phone on silent, you asshole. Sorry. Anyway. So let's get into these. Let's get into these conspiracies, baby. Let's we're tailgating it. for. Uh, we got some uh, preseason games, and we're just chilling. Yep. The NFL's heating up. It's, it's getting up, there. Baby. It's I don't get up. excited for preseason. I get excited when the real football starts. So we're almost there. It's like I'm so fucking close, Tansy. A little bit more, and I'm almost fucking there. And then that week one when Tom Brady runs out against the Dallas Cowboys, and I spew everywhere, and Tansy's texting all his fans about, "Oh my god, I just watched Failure to Stop, and it was so." Good. Oh my God. Which, by the way, go give a fucking five star. I got fans, baby. I got fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a little fan right there, and that's your biggest one. So. We're doing conspiracies today. This is our second conspiracy show. We got a lot of people giving us some positive feedback, which we do read the comments. And um, I got a couple people asking me, when's the next conspiracy show? Now you're fucking getting it, people. We're going to keep it a little bit more sports-centric this time. There's definitely some sports conspiracies. Having trouble talking right now. Maybe it's all this uh, land shock beer that's gone to my head and maybe a little bit of instill rum, makers of the finest rum in North America, by the Mm -hmm. way. Mm. This is an instill rum shirt on the back. But anyway... The, um, we all know at this point the Black Sox, right? That's like the, the age old from 1919, over 100 years ago now. The arguably the biggest. Why did they go from being the Black Sox to the White Sox? Well, well, you see, Tansy, they were actually never called the Black Sox. They were always the White Sox. But when you have a blemish, um, they changed the name to the Black Sox to sort of make it their own thing. Instead of saying the 1919 White Sox, they just are uh, called the Black Sox because they were blacklisted. So you just know that that's the year that they Yeah, they were blacklisted, and people like Shoeless Joe Jackson and seven other players were banned for life, just like your buddy Pete Rose there. And again, it always banned comes down to gambling, life. which is wild because nowadays, 100 years into the future, sports gambling is legal, and we're all doing it. But then again, we're also not playing in these games as professional But the funny athletes. thing is that like almost every sports conspiracy that's out there, after doing my research, it seems like it, all of them come back to gambling. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. For the most part, yeah. I mean, when LeBron James, uh, the San Antonio 2014, when the uh, Spurs uh, air conditioning went out mm-hmm. and LeBron went down with the cramps. <laughs> no, it's because he was on his period because LeBron's a bitch. <laughs> so that's still so funny to me. And he was like 6'9", fucking 260, all jacked up. And he's like, Coach, Coach Spolstra, take me out, man. I'm getting cramps in one of the biggest games of my life. And the thing is with that, that's not a conspiracy. That that definitely happened. They did turn off the AC because they knew LeBron was mentally weak. And they knew that that could get to the easy, you know, fucked with LeBron James. Great athlete, mental midget. And can we say midget? I don't know. I just did. Who fucking cares? But the thing is, that's been going on for a long time. Um, Red Auerbach, the longtime Celtics great coach, used to do that all the fucking time in the Boston Garden. Cr- crank the AC in the beginning, so all these plays. And then you turn it off, and the players like fucking Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish, they were ready for it. They've done this a million times. Danny Ainge as well. 
But the other teams, like the you know the bad boy Pistons, would always have something to bitch about. I'm like, why the fuck did all of a sudden the AC go out? Well, you got to be fucking mentally tough. And Red Auerbach was infamous for doing that. So is that cheating? I don't know. But as long as sports have been around, cheating has been around. Because, I mean, is there a rule that says you have to keep the air conditioning on the whole time? I don't believe so. No, you're not entitled so. to fucking making these players feel comfortable. And if you got, that's what fucking home field or home court advantage is all about, right? That's why Isn't it's it? an advantage. I know the Steelers, I don't know if it's the new stadium or it was just the old stadium, but all the locker rooms are on one side of the field. So the other team, if they want to go to the bathroom or anything, they have to come all the way to the Steelers' side <laughs> and then enter that way. Yeah, see, that's what they call sportsmanship. Now, did they have that back then in 1919? I'm not really sure, sure I wasn't I'm there. I'm sure it was worse. Way worse. Way worse. But like I was saying with the, the 1919 Chicago White Sox, also known as the, the infamous Black, Black Sox. Sox. They, um, I mean, it, it lives on in infamy. It's still talked about today, and there's still information sort of coming out on each end. So Comiskey Field is what the uh, White Sox used to play at. I believe they have a new stadium now. But, um... Shit was his first name, Comiskey. Charles Comiskey. He um, owned the team at the time, and there was a lot of speculation that he was this sort of miserly old man who cheap and didn't like to pay his players. And that's what led, you know, to sort of sympathize with the players, what led them to go to the mob and go to these these bookies and get in with throwing the World Series in order to make more money because they felt as though they weren't getting paid enough. Well, new information has come out in the past few years that, that was false. They actually had the highest payroll in all of baseball at the time. Now, compared to what the players are making nowadays, they were not making shit. However, that was the whole thing that made people want to sort of, well, their old owner was such an asshole, and they didn't, he didn't pay their players enough, so that's why they had to go and throw the World Series in order to make more money from these gamblers and these bookies when... Apparently, that was a load of shit. More so what, what exactly happened? Did they throw the game? The- so, yeah. So, back in the day, right? So, now they do best of seven World Series. Back in the day, they used to do best of nine, and they were playing the Cincinnati Reds. Can I just interrupt you really quick? It's my favorite thing to do anyway. Yeah, I know it is. The Hot Pocket, or empanada, as I like to call it, is cooked so perfectly mm. that I just burned myself biting into the very middle of it. Yeah, because you just assumed it would be cold in the middle, yeah. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've, I've burnt my lips. So, uh, grilling... The Hot Pocket is the way to go. All right, continue. So, um, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson, yes. You ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. I believe. Was he in Field of Dreams? Yeah. Yep. Oh. That's a tease, too, for a later Legends conspiracy. Legends never die. A later conspiracy involving Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come on Tansy's face. Anyway, so the whole speculation was that the players aren't getting paid enough. So they had to go to these bookies, which was not true. So what happens is this a nine-game series instead of seven back in the day. That's how they did it. And th- the problem was, though, you have nine players on the field at once in baseball, right? I didn't know if you know that, but now you do. You need everyone in. So you know you've worked with squads and teams in your no. life, right? Now, I'm sure the military, as well as the police, would never have this sort of problem that half the team wants to throw whatever uh, mission they're on now. However, with this, they did. And it wasn't every single player. I believe it was eight. Shoeless Joe Jackson being the most infamous because he was such a good player and would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get banned for life. But they, and that's why there was a book that came out. I forget the, uh, the author, but it was called Eight Men Out, and they all got banned for life. Um, and it was a huge fucking deal back in the day because back then people actually fucking cared about baseball, unlike today, which it's kind of on life support. So it was such a big deal, though, that they went to 
you know, a grand jury. And the um, the judge, his name was, he called him Mountain Landis. And it was basically they, they appointed this judge because he's very stern. And they wanted to sort of bring back the integrity of baseball after this. And then they appointed him as the first commissioner of Major League Baseball after. So that really kind of changed the game. They never even had a commissioner before. And after uh, Mountain Landis, I thought he was taking my hot pocket from me. After Mountain Landis, you know, deemed the Black Sox guilty of insider trading, basically, if you will, when it comes to, you know, throwing a World Series, they were banned for life. And they they appointed him commissioner of baseball because he kind of had, you know, spoke softly but swung that big fucking hammer dick and put it down on those guys. So how did they throw it? So there's a lot. I mean, it was 1919. There's not a whole lot of video, but there is some. There's enough where there's one play in particular. Now, there was some speculation leading up to it um, because there was no obviously no social media back then. But there was speculation and people talking about how the first of all, the White Sox were were dominant back then and they were heavily favored to beat the Reds. But there was a particular play where they were trying to turn the double play. And it looked so blatantly obvious that the guy was like, oops, I threw it the wrong way. And then all of a sudden, gamblers and sports writers alike were all like, the fuck what was the that? Fuck? That's it was like, like if when all of a sudden Donald just threw that interception at the end. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Something along those lines. And when Matt Dodge kicked the ball right to Deshaun Jackson. Oh, uh, Matt Dodge. I hope you're listening, man. Come back on the show when we go to ECU. <laughs> uh, it makes you think, doesn't it? Can neither confirm nor deny that he told us off camera that. Just kidding. Anyway, so... Seems pretty comfortable. I mean, yeah. All these years later, not a worry in the world. Mm, all of a sudden. <laughs> Financial <laughs> Yeah, doesn't he, doesn't he to continue playing? Mm. Oh, who knows? Financial Deshaun Jackson's man. maybe mm. giving him a couple bucks on the side. Might have to we bring him know. back. That's a, cons- <laughs> that's a conspiracy in its own right. Um, <laughs> we but, should have had him here for today's show. He'd come on. Yeah, he probably would have. And he would have held the mic just like this the whole time. Like fucking Eddie Vedder in his prime Pearl Jam days. But anyway... Um, so the speculation was was already running amok. So then at that point, they changed the odds halfway through the World Series, which doesn't happen too often, especially when the team is so heavily favored, because people knew. But the problem was how they sort of um, how they started the whole game was their pitcher. I forget his name now. Coach Set. I think his name is throws a strike. Okay. The second pitch, he beans the batter intentionally. <laughs> and that was a way of, of kind of giving like wink, wink. We're in on the fix. Uh-huh. And. The problem was they did a real good job of it because, like I said, it's a nine-game series. It went eight games, so they did win some games. It wasn't like they just fucking lost every game in a clean sweep 15 to nothing and made it obvious. They did a really good job of sort of making it look like they were trying. Like, Shoeless Joe Jackson, I believe he had like 14 hits in the eight games that he played in because he was a really good player, and it would look so blatantly obvious if all of a sudden he went, you know, 0 for 14 in in his World Series debut. So the problem is now... You know, back in the day, who fucking cares, right? I mean, the, how many times do you think that happened and we don't know? It just so happened that the Black Sox happened to be the ones that got caught. But I'm willing to bet back in the, the early 1900s that a lot of these teams who, you know, players weren't making a lot of money back then. If you have a bookie come, fucking Al Capone back in the day is telling you, hey, I'll give you fucking huh, 50 hey, grand. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, throw this right? game away. But and there is a lot of speculation. Because that a lot they, of the teams didn't they did. bury like one dude in a stadium? Um, I thought that was, um, what's his name now that they're still looking for? Yeah. What's his name? Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa is that yeah. where he's buried? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of that, speaking of burying things in field, um, someone, so when they created and constructed the new Yankee Stadium, there was a Red Sox fan working on the stadium, and he got a David Ortiz jersey, 
and he buried it in the cement at Yankee Stadium. Oh, that's and cool. then he's got a loud fucking big mouth. He should have just shut the fuck up. He told too many people. So they went back and checked and they fucking chiseled into the cement and found said David Ortiz jersey and had to take it out of Yankee Stadium because they thought oh, it'd be bad juju. Boo. Gotcha. I like That's it. why I keep your fucking mouth shut when you do something I shady like, like that. Did he get in any trouble? I'm not sure. I'm not sure well, if like, he got what would be the cr- <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I dropped that. I dropped my uh my jersey in there and uh Yeah, I don't think there's a crime like But one to know what's crazy is, you know, these players they weren't getting paid a ton, you know, right. comparatively. But the payout, what do you think the payout was for these players? One to million. Th- to throw the World Series. $5,000. $5,000? Yeah. Which, judging by inflation, everything would have been $75,000 today, which is still not that much to throw a fucking World Series. Now, they're more incentivized now, and they make a lot more money on a... Yeah, but know, what were they making? Uh, not, yeah, nothing. Not Probably that much. Grand yeah. a year. And what, yeah, and what year was this? 1919. So this is like just coming out of the Depression and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like right on the edges right after of World War Prohibition is going to kick off. Yep. The Ballstead Act. Which, uh, speaking of Prohibition, speaking of conspiracies, do you know how JFK and the Kennedy family got uh, their riches and their power? From uh, being bootleggers. That's fine, uh, so, uh, fine with that. I mean, it never should have been Prohibition in the first place, but um, I learned a lot about some of these conspiracies, and honestly, I'm... Kind of a fan of JFK. He's a Boston boy, by the way. I mean, too. he was murdered because of Operation Northwood. Mm. I mean, the fucking CIA killed John F. Kennedy. I and I would love to get into Operation Northwoods because that's something I, I did a lot of research on before the show. And I would love to, you know, get into that a little bit more because JFK was, you know, a, a maverick when it came to that of warning us of secret societies and warning us of, you know. And the fact that we don't believe it now and we don't even want to look into it blows my fucking mind. Well, that's like what Evan Hafer was talking about with Rogan about. You can't believe that these people are giving up their civil liberties nowadays. You know, it's, it should be all about choice. We've talked about this with the vaccine and shit before. It's like, you know, do what you want. But now people are like, all right, just let the government tell me what to do. Like, I, I can't wait to get Listen, my, governmented. My, one of my really my closest friends, I've uh, known him for a long time. I think he's got about 13 combat deployments under his belt. He is, you know, as elite in, in America's probably most elite unit that exists. Um, and I asked him about the mandatory vaccine that's coming till September, and he says it's being fought right now by some head generals. And he goes, but I'm out, and I know a lot of my team members are out. So now you've got the most elite dudes on the fucking planet who have gotten almost 20 years of experience. Uh, I, I, you know, I th- like definitely on the verge of 20 years at this point. And they're just saying, mm, I'm not, I'm not getting this vaccine. You're not going to make me and you'll just kick me out of the military. But it's, it's incredible that uh, a war hero like that, or somebody that's been like, if he doesn't feel like it's the best for him and his family, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all very wild. To it's me. not good. And, and speaking of, you know, Rogan, I know but it's all control at this point. I know Evan Hafer was on right after, but the one before, uh, forgive me for forgetting her name, but she is a, a young woman from North Korea who escaped North Korea. Yes, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, you got yeah, li- to must yeah, listen. She's dope. And then she went to the uh, university. Columbia. Here. And uh, wow. she was scared. She was like, I can't believe I've, I fled North Korea and this is what they're preaching in America. I'm appalled and disgusted and I can't fucking believe it. It's worse. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. First of all, it was eye-opening. Now, we all have heard and can speculate what's really going on in North Korea, but she lived it firsthand, and she didn't even know what compassion or love meant. She watched her mother get raped and didn't even understand what was happening. She saw a boy in the street with his intestines out, and he was, like, begging for food still, and she, like, didn't feel bad for him because she didn't know what compassion even was. They completely brainwashed the whole nation, and this poor woman 
lives that, escapes, comes to America, and then she was asked at Columbia, what do you feel if a man holds the door open for you? She goes, oh, well, that's a nice gesture. And she goes, you're brainwashed. That's toxic masculinity. And that's what they've been preaching in schools for at least a decade now, and we're seeing the results of that brainwashing right now and the pussification of America, and it's disgusting that we have a woman who went through hell in North Korea, makes it to America, and now she's like, I don't even know if I want to fucking stay here anymore. This is just as fucking bad. I'm seeing the early stages of what North Korea... Call me brainwashed, but then get the fuck out, bitch. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, she was actually I'm just great. Joking. I'm just she was joking. great. And that, again, that's I. That's sort of like the. Um, I'll get the door for you. The social. No, she. The teacher told her that was. Toxic I know. Oh. I'm fucking joking around. Oh, well, it's hard to tell sometimes. I, I thought we were being serious here. We are. So uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to <laughs> our rabbit holes of conspiracies here. Well, let's go back in Black Sox. We have the Black Sox. Uh, and they threw the game away because they lost on purpose. And now, I will say that Pete Rose didn't through the game. He bet on winning. Yeah, that, well, that's sort of the conspiracy behind Pete Rose, right? I mean, it was pretty much proven that he was gambling on baseball. And I think he even admitted to it, but he claimed that he was betting for himself to win. Now, he was nicknamed Charlie Hustle. You know, it's not like some of these, like Gary Sanchez is a good example, who doesn't fucking hustle at all. He's the Yankees catcher. He's a fat piece of shit, but he can hit the ball. But there's been plenty of video evidence that he doesn't hustle. Now, if there was evidence of, of Pete Rose back in the day, clearly not hustling, and like, that was kind of sketchy. Why did he do that at the end of the game? Then I could understand. But the fact that this dude completely ended the guy's career in an all-star game by taking him out at home plate and was always going balls to the wall, I mean, it kind of makes me think maybe he was betting on himself. I'm now, fine with that. Though. Morally, like, maybe I am too. I'll, I'll fucking, I bet on myself every day. Oh, my, I, trust me, I am too. <laughs> when, um, I, when I spend money on this podcast, I'm like, yeah, seriously, I'm you should on be able to bet on yourself. You just shouldn't be able to bet against yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. like you yeah. can't throw it. But why shouldn't you be able to say, if I win, I win? But at the same time, it's a team game, and like we were talking about with the Black Sox. Even I'm not saying that Pete Rose, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It takes the eight other guys on the field with you to be in on it, too. So if, you know, we're playing a fucking five-on-five basketball game and I'm, I'm throwing the game and I'm hucking up shots and turnovers left and right, my teammates are going to be like, I'm not giving this douchebag the ball again. Yeah, the but other four I, but guys are going to be like, what I can also do? see in, in sports where I was like, let, no, let's see, you're, you're betting on your team to win and you're playing my team. And then you come over to me and be like, dude, if, I, if we win today, I'm getting 25 Gs on this. If you fucking strike out and help me I'll give you an extra five grand maybe that's why they don't want it betting in the I, I can game. and of course it just from a, a visual standpoint of course no betting but I mean come on can you grab me another cold one Jim I, I love I would just be like what would it actually do to the spread if you knew that players were actually like betting millions of dollars mm-hmm. that they're actually going to win today like my god he's like feeling so good yeah. he's actually betting on himself. Uh, and that's a whole yeah. morality thing, too. How, did, how does James? Vegas know anyway? There's a lot of things like, for instance, spoiler alert, spoiler warning. If you have not finished Game of Thrones, fast forward. Three, two, one, go. Spoiler warning. <laughs> there was, in the last season of Game of Thrones, Vegas came out and they had who will sit on the Iron Throne at the end of the show. Right off the bat, Bran was the number one 
most likely. And at the time, even going into that last season, like, Bran, the fucking kid in the wheelchair? What the fuck are you talking about? Now, again, spoiler warning, turns out he was the one on the Iron Throne at the end. How did Vegas know that? Now, it's not sports. It's just a fucking TV show. They could have talked to the directors and the producers and everything alike. But it makes you wonder, just gambling in general. I'm all for gambling. Trust me. I'm all for gambling throughout. Legalize the fuck out of it in every which way, shape, or form. But it can potentially make things like the Black Sox happen, where who knows more? Why does Vegas know more than these teams? Why does Vegas have these odds? Where does this come from? What sort of inside information do they know? Who in the organization is saying, like, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw, he's got a blister on his finger. It's not on the injury report, but uh, we're going to tell you about it. So, you know, bet. Bet the uh, the Padres against uh, the Dodgers tonight because uh, Kershaw's probably only going to make it three innings before that blister opens up. You don't know that going in, so you bet, well, Kershaw's on the mound. I'm fucking all in on Kershaw. Uh-oh. Second inning, that blood blister pops, and now he's out, and then the Padres smoke him. So that's is that not inside information? Is that not moral? So that's sort of the things that can come up with gambling and sports gambling, but... Honestly, it makes things more fun, and it makes things more interesting, yeah. and it makes money you know, ebb and flow. Why the fuck not, right? So I'm all for it. Um, Pete Rose shouldn't be banned. I don't, think, um, I don't think I feel the same way about throwing the World Series. You know, it does sort of set a precedent and an example to— No, you fucking throw the World Series get the fuck out. Yeah, so Shoeless Joe and all those guys, maybe they shouldn't be up. But then, you know, it gets into the debate of, well, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa took steroids. Should they— be out of the Hall of Fame too because they technically cheated in a different way, but I think so. I think they should be in the Hall of Fame too because Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit, the guys that they were facing, were also on steroids right. too. So that's the thing with that. I mean, Pete Rose is a different story. I think Pete Rose should be reinstated. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest players of all time, arguably the greatest hitter of all time. Whether he bet on himself or not, he should be fucking in. And it's I, Charlie Hustle, baby. I know that you're. How can you hate on him? You're a big fan of uh, of, of Pete Rose himself, and I know that. Ross and Dan are a big fan of Pete Rose. They got his jersey right behind him in every fucking show. But then again, they also have the jersey of an infamous killer, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Now, it's not a conspiracy. We know fucking O.J. killed those fucking people, okay? But there is a conspiracy that maybe his son killed them. Did you ever hear this? I did. I hear this because... Uh be- because they share the same DNA or whatever and mm. all the things. But. Now, now one could say uh-huh. one could say that if if OJ's son was the real murderer, that the fact that OJ went through all this to protect his son, maybe he's dad of the year. I doubt it. <laughs> no, OJ's a piece of shit and belongs to be uh, in prison. But it is a cool conspiracy to think that maybe it was his son the whole fucking time. I mean, dude, I, I and he deflected you... everyone from thinking that. I guess. I'm gonna get I, mean, I don't think you go in, all in losing that much money, throwing your whole life away on your kid because your kid was a piece of shit and he murdered his mom? Uh, yes. I mean, and I, I don't know that... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't see that. I mean, if my kid murders my wife, his mother... Uh, I believe that's like... Uh, I'll probably murder him. That sounds like a Shakespearean play. Is that Hamlet? Is that it? Kills his mom or something? I was at the dad. I don't know, but I don't fucking look, know. if my son's going to listen to this, don't don't murder your mother. Yeah, please don't. Ashley's I don't want to nice. have to murder you. Yeah, murder murder Eric instead. Don't murder the other Tansy, the nice one. Then he'll grow up without a dad, just like you. Ah, too easy, too easy. Soft balls. I know, right? Well, speaking of soft balls, a soft ball is a rugby ball, no? Yeah. Pretty soft. 
Your team, the All Blacks, is a part of a uh, conspiracy theory as well. That um, 1995, I 95, believe. 95. Ooh, I should have worn my. Uh, so I've got a. I got an All Blacks jersey, and then I've got a South African scarf. Could have worn both of them because it was South Africa yeah. that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it, Do they call it the World Cup for their championship? Uh, I don't know. That's like me saying, I don't know, is it the Super Bowl or what? Shows what true fucking rugby fandom he has. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, I think back then they, uh, they started out with a little food poisoning. Well, that's what they say. They were all at... Um, but they don't think it was ever... Okay, go ahead. You tell the story and then I'll... Well, the, the, apparently they were all at a cinema. Or the yes, they were, they were at a movie. Yep. Two, two nights prior. So it wasn't the night before, but it was two nights prior. They were watching Independence Day. <laughs> sure. Is that... No, I'm just kidding. Is that the year Independence Day came out? No, I have no idea. And the thing is, you can talk during Independence Day, and um, Jesse Wiseman will yell at you if you uh, That's tell right. him the yeah. shush. But anyway, yeah, don't talk during <laughs> don't talk during Independence Day, or Jesse will leave. What you call them, nerds? Fucking nerds, geeks, whatever the fuck she said. Anyway, Jay Fire. Um, they all got Fucking sick at the same nerds. time. Now, if you all get sick at the same time and you all ate the exact same meal, I guess we don't really truly know if they had all the exact same meal and the exact same meat or whatever the fuck they were eating. But if you do all get sick at the exact same time, it's a little fishy, right? Right, the night before the championship. Yeah, and um, it was two nights before. That was the okay. difference. But still, I mean, you it's like Jordan with the, the flu game, which is wasn't a flu game. He got fucking food poisoning from eating pizza at Salt Lake City. Now, did they poison Michael Jordan? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible, but he got food poisoning. I mean, the food poisoned him, whether someone had a hand in it or not. But... If you were playing rugby, going to go, you know, defend our country or, or be a, uh, a 5-0, and you were puking your fucking brains out and your whole squad all of a sudden gets sick at the same time, would you not start to speculate? I Did we get fucking poisoned? Yeah, well, in the case of the All Blacks in 1995, they were, like, the big overwhelming investigation now is that it wasn't South Africans that poisoned them. It was game. It was uh, bookies, mm. and they really think that the bookies. I mean, they've said without a doubt they were poisoned purposefully, but they do not believe that it was actually from the players. On South sure, Africa. I, I it doubt was from bookies. And I honestly, the more I read into it and watch videos on it and everything, the more I kind of gain respect for rugby players. You don't, you don't help with that for sure. But I gain respect for rugby players alike because. They all kept all the All Blacks, all the All kept Blacks. Quiet. They, yeah, they, they didn't come out and say, we got all sick at the same time, and we think that we may have gotten poisoned. They just shut up, and they said, well. That's what rugby players do. There's the hand we would dealt. Let's go fucking play. So I, I we'll gained shit, respect for them. We'll shit me. on their chest. Well, it would probably be like just liquid at that point if they were poisoned. Well, liquid right? shit right on their chest. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's kind of fucking gross. But at the same time, they had to still go out there and play. They did end up losing, I believe, 15 to 17. Yes, they did lose. And then that's when it came out afterwards, after they lost. And they said, well, they lost, but also they were fucking poisoned two nights yeah. ago. And, and then it all... doesn't look good after you lose where it's like, well, we may have been poisoned. <laughs> but I don't think it was them. It was a journalist that leaked it. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it, it was, was considered a leak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like uh, their buttholes. <laughs> um, but the thing is with Jordan, you know, that's why Jordan was so different from other players. Jordan's got a fucking... couple of different conspiracies behind him. Like he when sure he left fucking does. For baseball, that, that it was a conspiracy behind a two-year ban. Mm. And again, a what ban. does it involve, baby? Gambling. Gambling, motherfucker. Which we know, I mean, Jordan's dad literally got murdered for, for gambling. gambling. So... 
one could easily speculate that he was getting caught up in it too. Because it just seems kind of weird that the greatest basketball player of all time just decides. Now, maybe, granted, his dad got murdered. Maybe it kind of got to him, which I, I wouldn't, can't really relate with. If my dad got murdered, I wouldn't even know or care, to be honest. But um, maybe it got him a little bit crazy and he started doing crazy things. But he was so mentally tough and so unlike any other athlete, especially NBA players nowadays. I mean, he did have that, that flu game or that food poisoning game. He went out there, roughed it out, and fucking won, right? Yeah. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that gets rattled like that and just completely changes his whole life. After he won three in a fucking row, by the way, a three-peat, and then goes, yeah, I'm going to go quit and play baseball. And he wasn't even that good. I think that basketball was just too easy for him. <laughs> and he wanted a challenge. He needed a challenge, and That's he was stupid. like, I'm out. Well, no, what's funny. The ironic part is, do you know what, what minor league system he was in? The White Sox. The White Sox. I, watched, I saw him play. Interesting. Did you really? Play. Yeah. And, During uh, Bulls, or...? No, uh, it was uh, he played the um, Jacksonville Suns, which are now oh, the yeah. Bubblegum Shrimp. Uh, no way, they yes. really. They're called the. That's fucking sick. They're called the Jacksonville Bubblegum Shrimp or some <laughs> shit. Uh, Minor League Baseball is the best, dude. Look at Minor League Baseball uh, is the fucking. But anyway, best. he was playing them, and uh, he struck out like four. He got up to bat like four times, and he struck out all four times. Yeah. And Not a good hitter. It was embarrassing, dude. The whole crowd was just like booing him mm. and making fun of him because they were the away team. Yeah, and so everybody was like calling him like golf swing, or they were like, or they were going four, like every time he swung the bat, and it was it was obnoxious. But he was playing right field or center field, as I mm-hmm. if I don't remember. And when he ran out. Um, Everybody would just like boo and jar, and, and I felt I kind of felt bad for him. But he had a smile on his face the whole game. He so loves. It. I'm sure he embraced it. I'm sure he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm Michael fucking Jordan. I don't give a fuck. But no, it's funny, and he doesn't really have a lot of conspiracies around him. But uh, your favorite, your favorite guy on the planet next to Troy Polamalu, Tim Tebow, played a little minor league baseball too. Another two sport athlete. Uh, oh, they're called the Jacksonville in. Jumbo Shrimp. Oh, the Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> the Jesus. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Even the J- the Jumbo Shrimp. Do they have like shrimps all over the jerseys? That's kind of funny. Yes, they do. They have shrimps on the jersey. It's like a. It looks like the Bubba Gump Shrimp. Do you have a Jumbo Shrimp or a mini shrimp? Ooh, uh, I don't know. Ask your mom. Well, I was going to ask your wife, but I, you didn't need to insult me. Lori's going to be mad again. Is there any uh, Kobe Bryant conspiracy yet? (laughs) Yeah, there's a Kobe Bryant conspiracy. There's a conspiracy that they raped a woman. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. Uh, yeah, people seem to forget that. But didn't that. he apologize for that? Well, the, the thing with that is, like... It's he admitted similar, to cheating, just not... Well, sure, but the, it's similar to, like, the Aziz Ansari thing where Kobe came out and was like, listen, it was consensual. I was just a little bit rougher than I thought she was into. So, again, we don't kink sham, but everyone needs to be consenting. And I think... I think the case was dropped inevitably. I don't think he got like legitimately charged like your boy Ben Roethlisberger did. Right. But um, but I mean, I mean, I don't know if you want to call that conspiracy. He basically came out and like admitted, like, yeah, we had some rough sex and I cheated on my wife, and I thought she was down for the roughness, but apparently I got a little too rough. Um, but you know, with the NBA, there's more conspiracies. Uh, have you ever heard of the the NBA draft lottery? Do you know how they do it in the NBA? Is that where LeBron went to the Heat? No, that's called the decision. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. But there is a little bit of um, speculation on that, that draft lottery, too, after he left. 
but in 1985. No, the fans believe that the NBA rigged uh, the draft Kyrie to help Cleveland. Yeah, yeah LeBron yeah, James took saying. his talent to South Beach. Yeah, well, that's what I was just, just talking about, is that yeah. there was some speculation that they rigged it. But the first ever speculation of a rigged NBA draft was in 1985 with Patrick Ewing and the New York Knickerbockers. Now, Donald Sterling. Is that why they're, is that why they're called the Knicks? Because they're the Knickerbockers? Yeah. Oh, shit. I just learned something today. I had no idea. The more you know. The Knickerbockers. But, um, if you remember Donald Sterling, he got he was one of the first um, victims. He's not a victim. He's a piece of shit. But he was one of the first people to actually get canceled. Um, Who's that? So he owned the Los Angeles Clippers. Then they were the San Diego Clippers. But he owned the Clippers, and he's the guy who had that young, young hot girlfriend who was hanging around his players. He's like, I don't want you hanging around those types of people. Mm. And um, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA said i'm stripping you of your team you no longer own this team and you're fucking out because you're a racist fucking asshole rightfully so you know i'm not a fan of cancel culture he got yeah, canceled in why, a like, good that's way that's why i always love like when people are calling all these politicians racist they're calling like things like nobody tolerates racism yeah like it's just not tolerated yeah there's a lot a lot of uh, interjecting things nowadays but he truly was a fucking asshole so he, lo- he lost privileges to his team but when he was still owning his team the clippers he was infamous for Infamous. I put R's where they don't belong. Infamous for um, tanking, which nowadays is a big problem in the NBA. They've tried to fix it a little bit. And the reason was is the the bottom two teams in the NBA every year would do a coin flip to see who gets first pick, who gets second pick. Right. So that's what they would do. So Donald Sterling just kept tanking and tanking and tanking and losing games purposefully so that he could allow himself to keep getting good picks. Now, is there some strategy behind that? Trust the process like the 76ers did? Maybe. Maybe eventually it works. But if you're the NBA, you don't want teams to be losing on purpose no matter what. Even if it's the long game of, well, in five years, those players will pan out and eventually they'll be good. You never want teams losing on purpose. You want the the best quality product on the court at all times. So he was infamous for having his team lose on purpose, putting guys in that didn't belong so that he could get a high pick. So to combat that... 1985 was the first year they do instead of just a coin flip for the bottom two teams we're going to do a draft lottery where they had I think the first year was at least five but maybe the bottom ten teams all have envelopes that they put in a a big drum that mm-hmm. David Stern rest in peace um, would you know drum up and then pull out a big envelope that had a team and their logo inside the envelope. So the big guy coming out of Georgetown was Patrick Ewing he's a Hall of Famer he's a part of the Dream Team he's a great NBA player. That's who everyone wanted that year in 1985. So the Clippers had the worst um, record. The Pacers were there. The Knicks were in the bottom part, but they weren't the worst team by any means. So it was like very unlikely for them to, or it was actually a 0% chance that they would have gotten the first overall pick if it was the old way of doing the coin flip. Now they, you know, to combat Donald Sterling's tanking bullshit, they said, well, why don't we do a fucking lottery? That way, all these bottom teams have a chance. Instead of losing games on purpose, if you suck, you suck, and we'll get you a chance to get a good player, but you're not losing on purpose to get the worst you know, record in the draft. Right. So there's a lot of speculation that the they wanted the Knicks to get Patrick Ewing because they wanted the Knicks to be relevant because if a team in New York is good, that's usually good for business in the NBA in any sport. They put a little crease on a specific envelope, and you can see the crease. If you go watch the video, you can see this little crease. Okay. Now, when you have big, huge, floppy envelopes and a big drum that's getting... It's probably hard to see a crease. Right, and it's also maybe a crease was formed. 
but whatever. It ends up, and you can watch the um, the draft lottery, and you can see the owner of the Knicks, Dave Duboucher, I believe his name is. I think he played in the NBA at one point in his career, too. The surprise in his face of like, holy shit, we're getting Patrick Ewing? Holy shit, we're getting... And he already knew because he had a jersey that had Patrick Ewing on the Knicks already. So it's like, wait a second. Are you surprised? How did you already have the fucking jersey? You knew that you were going to draft him anyway? That's strange. So there's a lot of speculation that they gave the Knicks that first overall pick so that they could tell Donald Sterling to fuck off. And they thought that that would stop tanking. And it did actually for years until teams figured out, well... We found a different way to tank and get a higher, you know, lottery pick in these ping pong balls now and everything. But that was the first NBA draft lottery, and it right off the bat, there was conspiracy around it that it was rigged. Patrick Ewing, I remember when he was on uh, Raisin Bran box. He was also on the Wheaties box, but I definitely remember when he was on Raisin Bran. Cool story, bro. Uh, he was in um, Space Jam. He was in Space Jam. Very he was good. Also in the Olympics. He, he he was on the dream team. I mean, I'm pretty I much a there. you know I'm a sports podcaster, a sports commentator. Um, anything else you want to know about Patrick Ewing, uh, Larry Bird, how big's his dick, Shaquille O'Neal, how big's LeBron James, how big's his dick? Um, oh, dude, I bet you all those guys got monster cocks. Of course, that's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, except for LeBron, he's got a tiny pecka, and his movie sucked. And I'll uh, say he that might have a show. small dick. I wouldn't call him out. I wouldn't bet against it though. Uh, but he does act like he has a very small penis. Oh, yeah. He acts like he doesn't have a penis at all. Interesting. Actually. Interesting. Interesting, Interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you um, you mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier uh, Operation Northwoods, and it's not sports related, but I want to talk about it anyway since it's a conspiracy show and we cover the sports conspiracies. Wait, before we sleep on this, I wanted to bring up Ghostpad. Ghostpad has been a loyal sponsor of the Drinking Bros for the last five years. And we love we love Ghostpad because they pay to keep this shit show on the road. They keep they pay to keep it paying our producer over there, Noel, who does an amazing job. But um, you know why I love Ghostbed? Do you know what the number one reason I love Ghostbed so much? Because of where it was made? Yes, that's one. Where was it made? USA, USA. That was pretty good. Uh, you know who was on Team USA? Patrick Ewing. Um, <laughs> he was. But every mattress has a 20-year warranty, and you can try it out for 101 nights. Not 98, not 99, but 101. If you don't like it, you can send it back. No hard feelings. One of our favorite parts about Ghostbed is that each mattress has cooling technology in it, so that if you get hot at night like we do here in North Carolina, where the humidity is always super high in the summer, uh, the cooling technology is an absolute lifesaver. So you can stay hard. While staying cool. Mm -hmm. Ghostbed also also offers bundles so that you can get everything you need. You don't really need to have to think about it. Just go and grab one of those bundles. Too easy. Just choose from four mattresses and then pick your bundle. So whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want a ghost bed right now. Right now. With their cooling pillows and their sheets. (laughs) Uh, You can get the best bang for your buck with those bundles, baby. But uh, right now, Ghostbed is offering a flash sale. 40% off Ghostbed bundles, where you get a mattress and an adjustable base, or... 30% 30% off everything if you use the code DRINKINBROS. We're all about that base. D-R-I-N-K-I-N-B-R-O-S, DRINKINBROS, ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINBROS. You can buy these mattresses for $35 a month, zero down, 0% financing. If you have mediocre at best credits, 
So go check them out. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Drinking 101 bros. nights, baby. If you don't like it, send it right back. But you won't. You'll keep it. You know, as you'll love it. As all the uh, drinking bros and tailgate legends fans know out there, we're also sponsored by another, another great, great company, which is Kill Cliff, right? Energy K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F. That's my favorite part. Use the promo code drinking bros. As we know, we got the flaming Joe, and I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> we got the mango, mango tango. I must say that mango Kush, but that's the orange Kush. The goat, Tom Brady's favorite kish, kish. strawberry days in the variety pack. Now, originally it was is Kill Cliff CBD, Kill Cliff Ignite, and Energy. It's all just Kill Cliff now because they have apparel as well. We talked about it last show about the super cool shirts. Go buy a fucking shirt. Why wouldn't you do that? Even a shirt that Young Duke could wear. Um, it's got no sugar, twenty calories per can. B vitamins and electrolytes, and they're all naturally flavored because we like natural stuff. We don't like big fakies. We like little natties around here. Even if they're natty lights. Ooh. Although, um... Could you mix a little bit of uh, Kill Cliff Ignite and the natty light? Could... That's some sort of concoction. I don't know. You know what? Fuck the Natty Light. Just drink the Flaming Joe. Kill Cliff Ignite. I mean, you get all fired up. That's what fires us up to go tailgate and do these games, whether it's in someone's backyard or in someone's driveway. uh, I'm about to Flaming Joe it up before I go to this, before I go go out tonight. I don't want to tell you where I'm going. (laughs) If I tell you where I'm going tonight, you're going going to be like, yo, let me go with you. Is it one of those, yeah, it's one of those parties that you talked about that other time with um, (laughs) some of our friends? No, um, but I am going somewhere cool tonight, but I don't want to take you with me. (laughs) Hey, what's the promo code for Kill Cliff? It's the same promo. No, Jesus Christ. Swing and a miss. Drinking bros. D-R-I-N. As always, you want 30% off the greatest product next to... Ghost bed, to be honest. I mean, it's 1A and 1B. You got to use promo code drinking bros. You get 30% off. You get 30% off all the drinks as a bee flies around in here. And you get 30% off all the apparel because they do have the best. Apparel. We know there's no days off. As podcasters, it seems like we work one or two days a week, but you never get a fucking day off in this business. You're always working. And Kill Cliff helps you work and throughout the day, every fucking day. So drink your fucking Kill Cliff, drink your Ignite, get fucking fired up, and do a fucking podcast like we Get hard now. while staying cool. And then when you're all done, you lay in your ghost bed a little CBD and you mellow out a little bit. That's how we do it around here. So use promo code DRINKINGBROS at killcliff.com. Now, as we also know that Killcliffe was invented by Navy SEALs. One could argue that the Navy SEALs were in on a conspiracy with Operation Northwoods. Now, I would never accuse anyone in the military to do anything bad, right? No. But we do know that Operation Northwoods in 1962, when the Cuban Revolution is happening here, oh, Jesus, that is... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got distracted. Let me just... Yeah, anyway. Oh, that's what happens on tailgates, baby. Holy shit. Um, anyway, how'd you get that picture of me? Um, wow, that really threw me off. Holy shit. I, I mean, that was huge. So that there was, was a hog. There was a big... Uh, somebody of, just walks by your tailgate and shows you a picture of their dick. A big that hog, is, right? Like the Bay is, of Pigs was a big fucking I, failure. I'm not sure what those warts were, though. Might want to check Ooh. get that checked out. Ooh. Ooh. Too many strippers. Anyway, the Bay of Pigs was a big failure. So um, we have Cuba and Fidel Castro starting their own revolution. They're teaming up with the USSR. And that's a little too close for comfort for uh, the Americans, right? We want to go to war, baby. I mean, that's the fucking Cold War. It's it's not right after, but it's still after World War II where we're kind of a little... A little salty with uh, good old USSSSSSR. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Now, I don't know how much you know about Operation Northwoods. You seem to be pretty educated on the whole thing. 
it seems very plausible, right? It seems like... Well, I mean, when you read the government documents, which I, I did read the government documents, they're really uh, easy to find on Google. Freedom actually. of Information Act, you can thank for that. Yep. Uh, man, I, that was probably one of the most disturbing it things is. I've ever read about our government. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of led me to go down the rabbit holes I did with Trump uh, when I kind of like... Was I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what the conspiracy is there? There is one there with the whole Trump. I don't know if Trump is the conspiracy what, or the conspiracy on against Trump. But I do. There's some crazy wild. The government's up to some wild shit right now. Always. The, the, the government is up to some really wild shit. And, and Operation Northwoods. Once I read that, which I read that probably like two or three years ago, I was all in on like what the yeah. fuck? Because there was a lot of different things, right? So that's real. That's not a theory. Operation yeah. Northwoods really happened. Those are really uncovered documents. That yes, really at least. Happen. At least they they thought about doing it, right? One of which was shooting down a a plane, a civilian plane. Yes, now two hundred and something people on it. Some say that they were going to have it be empty, but claim that there were college students in it, so that they could use that as an excuse to go to war with Cuba, because they they didn't necessarily want Cuba teaming up with uh, the old Soviet Union there and and being so close to home with the United States, which I can understand to a point, but. At the expense of the American people, no. If you want to go to war with Cuba, you don't need an excuse. If you well, they were also they also in that that uh, in that note, they were going to uh, suicide bomb um, the gates at Guantanamo Bay. Yep, yep. And there was another killing one. American soldiers. Yeah. So I mean, if your government is willing to go kill its own soldiers to go to war with somebody, and then have their own soldiers they, get killed there too, would they not be willing to go take down the World Trade Center to get you to go? Mm, to war it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Would uh, they not be willing to uh, spread if, a disease that they claim is going to kill everyone? I, I, when dude, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what makes this whole thing fucking crazy. Because you know you, you've got President Bush and President Bush's grandfather Tristan Bush. Was that was his name, Tristan? I know. Tristan I know Bush. he's a uh, Nazi sympathizer, uh, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Uh, openly. Openly. And, and big um, old piece of. Shit. And and actually was him with J.P. Morgan and a couple other uh, big giant companies at the time. And this is again not theory. This is all fact. They started a revolution. And if it wasn't for a general that they may or may not have made the uh, G.I. Joe after, that would have taken place. Hmm. Uh, general was a Smedley? Smedley. Yeah, something like that. Smedley. What about G.I. Jose? How come he doesn't get talked about as much? G.I. Jose. G.I. <laughs> Jose Canseco. He's not involved in any fucking... No, he just juiced. He fucking ju- Actually, he's, he's involved in conspiracy um, when it comes to uh, the rough and rowdy he did where he took a dive in order to make some more money with, with Barstool Sports. I don't know if you saw that. But anyway, yeah, Operation Northwoods... He's got a twin. Jose Canseco? Yeah, doesn't he have a twin brother? No. He's got a brother. No, it that's looks the, like the Bash Brothers is what you're thinking of. Nah. That was Mark McGuire. Nah, Jose's got a brother. Okay. Jose can say who's got a brother because he's doubled for him in some movies and shit. Actually, if I got this, I might have this a little bit wrong, but Ross Patterson was gonna was supposed to have Jose Canseco in a movie and... To play Gene Vandenham? He was going to pay him a fuck ton of money and he was like, actually, no, I'm just going to send my brother and you can just pay half, but my brother looks like me, so... <laughs> <laughs> Give my brother half but what he a like, fucking dingleberry He wasn't even like Half as juiced as Jose Canseco was <laughs> So they were like No we're getting like A less juiced Less version of Jose Canseco oh Fuck you dude gosh, that's ridiculous. It was like 25 grand For like Like a 3 or 4 minute Like not even 3 or 4 minutes Yeah It was I like mean, 25 grand But the anyway. To not even get the real Jose Canseco <laughs> back, back to Operation Northwoods Real quick The whole moral Of knowing about Operation Northwoods At this point now Is it's you know Revisionist history You could say at this point 
but it should be proof to never trust the fucking government. So the people now who are like, just shut the fuck up and do what you're told, whatever the, the government tells you, get fucked. Because it's, it's, there's evidence everywhere that you should never fucking trust the government. Look what they've been up to since fucking Northwoods and everything in between for, you know, you I mean, talk since Operation the original Paperclip. revolution in the 1920s. I mean, the Bolstead Act, all that shit. I mean, it's all... I mean, yeah, dude, it's... Uh, that should be the moral of the story. Don't the trust the, the government. There's a great Pink Floyd song called Mother. And he says, Mother, should I trust the government? It was the a great band. No. And they were called Rage Against, against the, machine. the Machine. But I kind of think they didn't like cops. Okay. Are either. you okay with that? <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> just kidding. Some I of just those kidding. that work forces are the same as the burn crosses. Yow. <laughs> but my point to all these conspiracies, especially when it comes to the government, is all the evidence that comes out the Freedom of Information Act that enables us and allows us to find out all this information as fact and not just conspiracy should be more to the point where even with, like you said, 9-11, did I think Bush did 9-11? I don't know. But... I, do I think he probably knew about it and could have done more? Probably. To capitalize on it? I mean, think about it. The whole Fuck thing with yeah. Northwoods was an excuse to go to war. Right. And they would go at any means necessary right. for an excuse to go to war. And then they killed, they killed the fucking president for almost disclosing yes. it. John F. Kennedy was like, no, fuck you. And then he tried to fire everybody mm-hmm. for even coming up with that. And they fucking blew and his they brains fucking out. they blew his brains out yeah. nine weeks later. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I say it's not even a conspiracy. The government killed JFK that yeah. day. Yes. Um, yeah, and they yeah. killed him because of Operation Northwood. Yeah. Yeah, because he opposed to it and was like, this is fucked up. You can't be doing this. And I'm going to fire you and I'm going to tell everybody about it. And they were like, no, you're not. Yeah, this is a really good. um, You can find it on YouTube. You just got Clinton. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you got Hillary Rodham. Um, (laughs) There's a a great um, speech that JFK gives where he warns of secret societies and everything and to beware of like the CIA and all these organizations. Actually, he said, beware the Ides of March. (laughs) No, that was... uh, Julius, Julius. <laughs> um, but it's chilling to listen to now because you know he got offed by these societies that he was talking about. Yes. So you listen to it now with hindsight, you're like, whoa, this shit's fucked up. So Yeah, but then we all like, that's why I, I'm kind of get angry at people when they're like, they're conspiracy theorists. Bitch, fucking let them be conspiracy. They have every right to be mm-hmm. conspiracy theorists these days. Yeah. Like question everything within reason. Yeah. And I think we forget that part. Yeah. But reason's gone be, out the window. Everything needs to be questioned within reason. Um, and I don't know, like, who are you to judge what's reasonable or not? That's why I think that mandatory vaccinations right now is something you shouldn't touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated, um, power to you. That's beautiful. If, that, if that's where you, if you want to put your trust there, go ahead. But there are some people who just don't want to put their trust there and they should not be forced to because there's enough, there's enough information out there that's skeptical. Mm. That I think people should be allowed to make their own decisions right now. Yeah. And just like we talked about the, um, the Evan Hafer with Joe Rogan podcast, he, Great episode. Rogan talked about how he's had doctors, high-ranking doctors, come to him who are are afraid to say this publicly, but will use Rogan sort of as a mouthpiece to say the studies show that if you get the vaccine, you're actually more likely to spread it. Now it works in the sense of there's it, 42% of, of doctors. Um, I believe it was at Duke Med. 
It's like 42% of doctors have not gotten the vaccine. Hmm, it's funny how that works. But now I'm not saying that the vaccine, you know, doesn't work in some cases where like if you I'm get- sure it works. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to argue the debate. But the point of this is, is that if you, if you want to question it, you should be allowed to question it sure. and, and, and not be kicked yeah. off of airplanes and not be shunned by society. Sure. But Rogan was saying that these doctors came to him and said that you're more likely to actually spread it and you're more likely to develop more variants if you are vaccinated. So my whole thing is that, first of all, it's scary that doctors feel like they they can't say that publicly right. or what's going to happen to them. That's the big problem right and now. That Ro- and I, that's, again, why Rogan's a fucking American hero. Where he's like, well, I'll fucking say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, again, COVID, I think, has been proven that if you do get COVID and you're vaccinated, it's not going to be as bad for you, which that's fine. But it's not like a be-all, end-all cure. It's just like a... Um, what's the wording you would use? It just it makes it not so bad. <laughs> I couldn't find the nomenclature right there because I'm an idiot, but that's okay. So when you hear stuff like that, that's fucking North Korea and China shit. That doctors are afraid to speak up. That's no. the most un-American shit I've ever heard. Even if they're wrong, they have the right to fucking say it. Even if they're proven wrong later. Just like with the fucking lab leak, which is not a conspiracy in my eyes. That's fucking true. And that was deemed misinformation. You'd be shut off on Facebook if you said it. But now it's like, well, actually... Maybe it did come from a virology lab in Wuhan that, you know, tests these yeah, things. we're in crazy times. But you know what? These crazy times are about to get less crazy because sports is about to kick back off. That's why we sing the it. blues. I've got some shit I got to take care of tonight, so I'm jumping off of this microphone. For Boston Joe and Eric Tanzi, this has been another Tailgate Legends. Until next time. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me.